But think about how hard it is to disappear as Joe Biden's vice president. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden has disappeared. That means you are seen and heard from less than the president that we never see or hear from. Uh, he's away from the White House in Delaware 30 percent of the time. All she needs to do is maybe once every other week make noise. Mm-hmm. And every time she does make noise, no one understands a word she says. <laughs> That's a point. She was supposed to be cool. Remember, she wore her little sneakers, all stars yes. with the pantsuit. She liked Tupac. She turned out to be some insecure goofball who just runs away from crisis after crisis. But the fact that he's losing his base, blacks, Hispanics, young voters, it's time to pander, Greg. Yeah. That means Biden's going to come out with the Despacito. Jill is going to call them enchiladas again. They'll probably make Kamala. Grab Hillary's hot sauce, put that in her purse. It's going to be fun that to watch. That was legitimate. She does carry She hot does not yes, carry does. hot sauce. Mm. Fact check, by the way, oh. I was right about Tiffany Amber Thiessen. But she did appear on 902. <laughs> she did, but he did think she was Shannon Doherty. That last woman's voice you've heard was the only liberal on the five. I believe they're admitting that our president thought the vice president was Shannon Doherty. So uh, (laughs) it it doesn't get any better than this. 2024 is going to be the most interesting political year, I think, in history. Mark Lamb here with you. Janet, oh, she is not feeling well. Not at all. And I have to tell you, she has come in and done the show sick before, and you didn't know it. And for her to uh, reach out to me at 345 this morning and say, Mark, I am not going to make it. I am sick as a dog. People, she is sick as a dog. So uh, say a prayer for Janet today as you uh, go about your day, and uh, hopefully she'll return with us tomorrow. I have some guests lined up. Some folks uh, standing in the gap at the very last minute. I mean, who do you text at four in the morning? Well, I have a couple people on my list that I did text. And a couple of them have responded. A couple have not yet because they're probably still uh, enjoying that, you know, pillow. That very soft pillow. And maybe those nice warm covers. And so we'll see if they... I'm not going to call them out. Okay. I'm not going to call them out until maybe uh, if they haven't got back to me by 7 o'clock, I'm going to call them out because you should be up by then. But anyway, Bill Trefiro, who does our Roanoke News, Bill's going to check in with us around 6.45, uh, that final break of the hour. Marco Galbraith, kind enough to uh, stand in the gap, too, as well. He'll he'll talk to us around 6.35. We'll talk about that the, the, the fellow that had... 10 rounds in his gun trying to get it through TSA and Lynchburg just the other day. We'll talk to Marco about that and some of the things to look out for in 24, you know, when it comes to your firearms. Bill Trefer, we're just going to do, uh, we're just going to, we're going to go around uh, the area news-wise with him and just, uh, you know, I want you to get to know him just a little bit better. I've had the privilege of, you know, getting to know Bill and uh, I'm always amazed because I, I come 
from a construction background, as, as many of you know, but I've loved radio for a long time, and I've worked in it, you know, dabbled in it, starting in the late 80s, and uh, here I go uh, getting ready to retire early at 62, and I get my first full-time radio gig. How ironic was that? But um, so I've, I've got to know a lot of radio people, and they're some of the neatest, most interesting uh, people to get to know. So we're going to hear from Bill Trefero, who does a lot of things beyond what you know just by hearing him from our Roanoke desk. He'll be in around uh, 6.48, plus or minus. Might talk to my, uh, my brother if I can talk him into. He's already texted me. So uh, maybe, Jim, put your thinking cap on because he was, he's one of the smartest people that I know uh, politically and otherwise, a historical uh, ironclad brain. I don't know how at his age he still remembers it. I can't remember what I did last week while I was off. So uh, hopefully my brother Jim will be able to check in in the 7 o'clock hour. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the platform for today. We're going to work in some life hacks. I'd also like to hear from you. 434-248-0704, as far as the text line goes, uh, I won't be able to respond like Janet does because I'll be pushing all the buttons and going crazy. But I will uh, ask you to text in for our Mind Jam trivia. First, we're going to get to the thought of the day. Only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. Our thought of the day. Only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. Those are great words. Love your neighbor. Love God. Yeah, good stuff. I added that last one. <laughs> Here's a Mind Jam trivia. Love to hear you respond. Uh, 434-248-0704. Here it is. Studies uh, show this can account for more than 50% of total weight gain throughout the year. What are we talking about? And you know what? I don't have the answer. Ha! Because Janet never tells me. Rarely. I'll look that one up. <laughs> honey, honey, can you look that one up for me? I'm talking to my wife. Studies show this can account for more than 50% of total weight gain throughout the year. What are we talking about? All right. Let's move on to this day in history. On this day, 1790. I remember 1970. But in 1790... President George Washington delivers the first State of the Union address. And it has been Kabuki Theater, it would appear, ever since. President George Washington delivered the first State of the Union address in American history. At the time, there were 64 members of the House of Representatives and 26 senators. The president discussed what he saw as the most important challenges facing the republic, creating a national defense, regulating immigration, advancing agriculture technology, setting up the U.S. Postal Service, prioritizing education, and establishing a stable economy. There you go. I wish it was short but sweet. We've had State of the Union addresses in the past 20 years that went on and on and on and on. But Bill Clinton, famous for talking way too long. Of course, Barack Obama and even Trump went quite long. But they make a bunch of promises and, and give you the State of the Union. Nobody really truly gives you the State of the Union. Talking about the out-of-control debt and the, uh, <laughs> the 300,000-plus people that came over the border. But I digress. Let's move on to the next one. Richard Nixon rejected subpoenas 
from the Senate Watergate Committee seeking audio tapes and related documents. That's this day in 1974. The recordings Richard Nixon intended for his own use continue to tell history his uncensored story with thousands of hours yet to come from the Nixon Library. Bill Plant, CBS News, the White House. You know, I, that 18 minutes that got erased, I don't know. It's, it, remember what Hillary said about, I mean, are you talking about the servers? I mean, are you just, just wipe it with a towel? I mean, what are we talking about? Politicians been doing, you know, Hillary, and my brother can correct me if I'm wrong. I think my memory serves me right. Hillary had something to do with the uh, Watergate investigation. And here she would be investigated. 30,000 emails would just evaporate into the sky. It was just an amazing thing. 1983, you, the, the, you rhythmics, got to get it out. My co-host's not here, so I got to talk straight today. 1983, the Eurythmics released their breakthrough second album, Sweet Dreams. There you go. The Eurythmics. 1983. See, I took a vacation from the from the music music world in the 80s. I was going to Bible college, so I wasn't listening to a lot of the uh they called it new wave music. I called it just eh, awful. Okay, I'm going to take some hits for that one. But anyway, I'm used to it. <laughs> that part of my armor is quite uh, beat up when I talk about music. I think music uh, took a vacation in the 80s. I've said that before in the air. I think the 70s were quite amazing and still are. That's why oldies are so good. But I just want to play the hits. Hey, today's birthdays, January 4th, birthdays. Julia Armand, turning 58. What a beautiful lady. You know, you are not exactly what people say you are. What do they say I am? That you're the world's only living heart donor. No. That. I think it's so sad that you're so... Taken over by what you do. There were some things missing in my life. I got a surprise for you. I got one for you too. Harrison Ford, Julia Armand, Greg Kinnear, Sabrina. You ever heard me referred to as the world's only living heart donor? (laughs) Oh, she was so beautiful and. Harrison Ford's character, among others, I think it was his younger brother, fell in love with her there. Who would not? <laughs> Dave Foley from News Radio and Kids in the Hall. He's turning 60. I remember him from News Radio. For some reason, I was attracted to that show. Settle down, Bill. You know, I, I think I have a solution to the problem, all right, here? Um, I want you to take this tape recorder, just carry it with you through the day, and just, just talk into it whenever anything pops into your head. Hey. Oh, I can't hurt, I guess. How's this thing work, anyway? Hmm? Be careful when you're handed a recording device and you're the one handing it over. Make sure all your recordings of America's greatest hits, like a horse with no name, has been deleted before you hand it off. Of course, Phil Hartman, the guy receiving that tape recorder from Dave Foley's character on news radio. Boy, do I miss Phil Hartman. Such a tragic end to his life. Actor Dot Jones from Glee, but she's in a commercial here lately 
that aired over the Christmas holidays. That's what I'm going to play for you, where she's saying to people that are trying to push something into a, a, a space that it doesn't fit. She says, ain't going to work. Some people just know that's not going to fit. That's not going to fit. Really? No. I'd cut it in half and make two chairs. Those are the people who know you're in good hands with Allstate. Yeah, I'd cut it in half. That's her voice. <laughs> she is she is quite an actress. And uh, she reminds me of my first grade teacher, Mrs. Smith. I, I, I tell you, I was, um, I was fearful of her. Because when she came down the aisle towards you, because you couldn't keep your trap shut, and that seemed to be my case in, in first grade, the floors would shake. And boy, oh boy, then she would shake me. Because you were allowed to do that back then, back in the 60s. Anyway, Graham McTavish. Oh boy, this is where I need my co-host, Janet. Graham McTavish, turning 63. This is off the movie Creed. He's got one fight under his belt. Yeah, 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 I know. But he's got Balboa in his corner. This guy doesn't even deserve a shot. Listen to me, this is not a negotiation, all right? Now, you're the idiot that ran around Toxteth with a gun. Do you remember that? And you are the clown who couldn't control himself at a weigh-in and lost us millions in the process, millions, okay? So look at it again. You're going to fight him. And, and he's got Balboa in his cor- corner. That would be Balboa, Rocky Balboa. Create a good series uh, uh, if you've ever had a chance. If you were a Rocky fan, you're, you're, I think you're going to like Creed because they held to so many tenets of the rock. Of course, Rocky's in it, but it's, it's a good film. Not, not one of these, oh, my God, are they going to make another one? Diane Cannon. Boy, do I remember her. This is her on the Johnny Carson show way, way back. And in, in, uh, I believe it was about 1978, maybe. She's turning 87 years old today. I was alone for 15 years. Well, that's a long time to be a single yeah, girl. It really is. Really, it's a long that's unusual. Time. I didn't live with anyone. I was alone all that time, but I met him, and it was like coming home. It was after the second time I was with him, I called my mom and dad and said, This is it. I'm going to be with this man for as long as I live. Look, can I ask you something without getting too intimate? How do you know after. Uh, I mean, we'd gone out a couple of times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> How do you know? I don't think he wanted to hear that answer. Johnny Carson, of course, married several times. Not judging here, okay? Because I got a couple under my belt. Plan on staying forever with this one. Hopefully, she'll stay with me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that laughter went on quite a while. And Ed McMahon chimes in, which we didn't have time for. Good old sidekick. I'm the sidekick, usually, because Janet is... Uh, well, she's the queen bee, as Kevin puts it. And uh, usually she's uh, sitting next to me, diving in and saving me from going off the rails. She's not here today. Sick as a dog are her words. Uh, say a little prayer for her. Hopefully she'll be back tomorrow. One more for you here in our regular list is Barbara Cochran. She's turning 75. Who would ever thought that you could make a trailer look this good and have a double white? Okay, so here's my Taj Mahal. It's very small. I don't know how many square feet, but everything's in miniature. I like it. It feels cozy. This view is anything but cozy. That's why I bought this place. That's why I sunk too much money into it. How much money did you sink into it, bro? I sunk about 800000 I put 150 in, so you're a million dollars. I would pay $10 million. So she's got $950,000 in this double-wide Barbara Cochran from Shark Tank. She loves the view. That's all that mattered to her. 
So about a $1 million double wide. There you go. You can do it. Didn't know you could sink that much money in into a uh, double wide. And it's a beautiful. I mean, oh, my gosh. Everything uh, first, first rate, of course. She can afford it. Let's go back to our Mind Jam trivia here. Studies show this can account for more than 50% of our total weight gain throughout the year. Of course, Dale checked in from Rigna, Virginia, saying it was white chocolate. I'm not sure if that's the correct answer. We will try to figure that out because today is National Weigh-In Day. I did not participate. How about that? Patty Loveless, she's going to take us into the break. She's turning 66 years old today. It's 622 on the Morning Jam. Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. You found the right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Wow, muscle memory there. I even pushed Janet's microphone to turn on and go up because I do that every morning at this time. When she gives us the answer for the Mind Jam trivia, Janet not here today. Say a little prayer for her. She is not feeling well, and trust me, she has to be pretty sick not to uh, not to show up. <laughs> so uh, say a prayer for Miss Janet today. Marco Galbraith will be on here in about ten minutes. Bill Trefiro is going to check in around six forty-eight. We're going to talk about news in the area in twenty twenty-four. What some of the things that he does for us. And maybe just a little bit beyond of what he does that you don't get to hear about because Bill's uh, Bill's voice is used up and down the East Coast. Uh, very talented young man. All right, a Mind Jam trivia. I'm going to give it a, a stab at it because, uh, well, I was pretty busy this morning trying to make sure I got everything I needed and some interviews lined up here. So uh, Janet usually covering this because she won't give me the answer. She's afraid I'll blurt it out. What a Why doesn't she trust me? I have no idea. Studies show this can account for more than 50% of total weight gain throughout the year. What are we talking about? I'm going to take a stab at it. And you'll have to listen to tomorrow's show, to tomorrow's show, to make sure I was correct. But I'm going to say alcohol or things that contain sugar, which is just about everything, but I mean super sugar, uh, sugary products. Today is National Weigh-In Day. Did you weigh in? I did not. I weighed in a couple of days ago. And then the Liberty football game happened. I I mentioned on the show yesterday that I actually ate more on January 1st, I think, than I did Thanksgiving and Christmas put together, uh, which is saying something. But uh, it was more of emotional eating because the Flames were losing. And uh, but they they still, you know, they had a great year. And we're not going to we're not going to look at the one loss and say, wow, that was a failure. It was a huge, huge success. So, uh yeah, not going to weigh in probably till next week, actually. Because at my house, we pretty much made sure that uh, everything from Christmas was taken care of. We ate a lot of stuff over the last few days, and it's behind us. And, um, you know, we're moving forward with some good, healthy eating. Are you going to do the same? I'm just curious. Let us know at 434-248-0704. Maybe some of the things you want to put into place when it comes to eating and healthy habits for 2024. 
So, uh, a lot going on in the news. Holy cow. Um, let's just dive into a couple little ones here. We've got this... Um, all the names, supposedly, Judge unseals about 170 names, I should say. Not all, but quite a few. We named uh, Bill Clinton, I think he was number 250 or number 36, John Doe. It was kind of anticlimactic, and, and using that term when you talk about Epstein is, well, that can have all kinds of loaded connotations, but nothing that I heard, of course, they released this thing about I don't know, 7.15 last night, and they were literally trying to read it super fast. I was listening to Fox News before I went to bed, which is not usually a good idea because it's hard to go to sleep listening to that. But I don't think there was anything super duper put out there that we didn't know already in some cases. Of course, we knew Bill Clinton had his proclivities. You know, it's Bill Clinton for crying out loud. Um, I did not have sex with that woman former president. Anyway, it's not a whole lot that has been revealed. I'm sure that the other talk shows throughout the day will have time to decompress some of that, and you'll be able to hear throughout the day with uh, Brian Kilmeade on the Roanoke side of the network and then Hugh Hewitt here on the Lynchburg side of the network. Uh, The Biden administration, here's a gutsy one, blaming Republicans for the border crisis. That's rich. Uh, and academics want CRT to begin uh, taught to infants. So we're not getting early enough, you know, in elementary school and kindergarten. We want the CRT to be taught to infants, according to some in academia. Of course, the great academia story of yesterday was Claudine uh, Gay was, um, well, forced to resign from Harvard. So that's a step in the right direction. 631. It is 635 here on the Morning Jam, 34 degrees in Roanoke, 34 in Danville, and we're looking at 35 in Lynchburg. And we're going to do a quick story here, and then we're going to go to Marco uh, Galbraith on the line with us to talk about the uh, the situation that happened at the Lynchburg Airport, TSA in particular. New thrift store supports Giles County Protectors and Paws offers a new and affordable place for people to shop in Giles County. The thrift store merchandise is all donated, and the dollars spent go right back to the community. When someone checks out, they get the choice to say where the money goes to support the to support. Oh boy, to support the local volunteer fire department and EMS, or the the money can go to the uh, local animal shelter uh, to make sure that uh, all these folks or these pets that come in are neutered and uh, you know spayed. So, uh, well, some of the probably citizens probably need that, too. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that. Uh, Anyway, it sounds like a really neat way uh, to get some product in your house that you could use. And the monies you you have a direct, um, you know, decision in where the monies go to uh, help these particular, um, you know, situations, the shelters. The fire department, of course, we we need our volunteer fire departments and rescue. And this next guy that we're going to put on the air has worked, I'm sure, over the years with some volunteer fire departments, as well as some EMS uh, former. uh, You were a sergeant or a captain. I can never remember this, Marco. 
you always promote me, and I appreciate it. I was a sergeant. You were a sergeant down in Daytona, yes. Florida. And Marco yes. Galbraith from T4 Tactics joining us this morning. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, you too. I, uh, I don't, doesn't sound like Janet's having a very happy New Year. I'm sick. No, she, uh, it started coming on yesterday. I and heard it yesterday. <laughs> I, could, I could hear it in her voice. Well, yeah. I talked to a few people, Marco, post show yesterday. And they literally heard us uh, when we had the giggles, and it starts, and you can't stop. So I literally right. look, because you, you know the studio. You've been in here. So Janet yep. and I sit right next to each other. We can see each other's screens uh, so we can kind of see what the other one's talking about. And she makes sure I'm not, you know, surfing for, you know, Reese cups online and right. uh, that kind of stuff. But I, I literally had to look the opposite direction. I could not talk. It, it was, um, and some of the folks I talked to said they, they got the giggles right right along with us. But uh, this yeah. this was no laughing matter at the Lynchburg Airport the other the other day. No. Let, let's talk no. about that and uh, what some of the things you can do because you can move. Maybe that's the wrong word, but you can transport uh, a weapon. But there has to be some certain things you have to do before you get to the airport. Let's talk about that. Yeah, and they make it very easy. TSA and the airlines make it very easy. I will say I'm personal friends with a lot of the TSA agents at Lynchburg Airport, along with the police officers out there. They know me. They know what I do. They know my background. And I get the third degree every time I go through that checkpoint, which is exactly what I want. Yes. I want them to be on their toes. And they are. It's going to be hard to get something past. You know, I see other airports. I travel a lot. I see other airports. But Lynchburg is dialed in. TSA and the police over there. So, Good, good job for them. They caught this firearm, but <clears throat> it's very easy to to fly with a firearm. You just put it in your suitcase. You have to obviously you can't carry it on. It's got to be checked bag. Mm -hmm. uh, American Airlines out of Lynchburg is very easy. You had you have to have it in a hard case, locked box, unloaded. Okay. And when you go up to the counter, you simply tell them, "I want to declare a firearm." They'll open this. They'll have you open the suitcase, open the case. They look that it's unloaded. Sometimes TSA will come over and look that it's unloaded. You lock up that hard case again. They put a sticker on it, uh, and you're on your way. Ammo has to be in a separate container. In its original box, a separate container, ammo does not have to be locked up, but it's got to be separate from the gun. Okay. It can't, you can't have any loaded magazines. Uh, you can't have ammo just in a bag, uh, you know, in the suitcase. It's got to be in a box, secured box. Um, and then... Uh, what's good about it is when you get to your destination, the luggage should not go to the carousel with everybody else's luggage. It should go to oversized or specialty bags. So you have to go physically go get it. Show your identification. They okay. match the ticket. They give you the bag. First thing you do is rip that big red sticker off that says firearm. Yeah. Um, some traveling tips. I always watch the carousel because that has a big tag on it that says firearm, big orange tag. I always stand at the carousel at these airports until all the luggage is off, and then I go to oversized bags. Oh, um, just in case because, it slips through. And it's happened. Chicago, Chicago put it on a carousel once by mistake, and, uh, and I think uh, Indianapolis did it to me once. Uh, so you don't want that going around the carousel and somebody seeing that there's a firearm in it. They grab your, your luggage and go. Okay. So uh, that's a little procedure. Um, and... I would always add another 20 minutes to getting to the airport. Sometimes in the bigger airports, you know how I just explained it at Lynchburg, it's very easy. They look at the luggage, they close the box, they take the luggage. Sometimes these bigger airports will have 
a ticket agent walk with you to the TSA checkpoint, and then they'll run that bag through the uh, x-ray machine. Okay. So I would add, when you go to a bigger airport, if you got to be there two hours early, I'd go two hours and 20 minutes early. Because okay. that check, checking in the firearm could add another 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. So I want to go back to the uh, ammo real quick. It has to be in, in its original box. Is that what you said, I believe? Yeah, it, they, okay. they want it in an original box, or or they prefer an original box, or it can be in an enclosed, like a plastic case box. Right. Uh, the good thing about the original, at least for the you know the thirty eights that I get it, it keeps them separated, like the batteries, you know, that yeah, come yeah. in the thing, and they can't you yeah. can't touch the other one and that kind of thing. Right. So probably is a better yeah. way to move it. And and what I've learned is I'll put uh, my ammo box in a freezer Ziploc bag. Okay. Put that in a suitcase. Uh, luggage gets banged around a box a lot. Boxes right. get old. You open and close it. And, and I've gotten, I got to one destination and I had ammo all over my suitcase oh, and then banging the suitcase around. So, you know, lesson learned, but it's very easy. Another thing to do is before you go on a plane with your carry on, like my, my bag that I use when I fly is also my range bag that sometimes I'll take to the range for students. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go through that bag with a fine tooth comb making sure there's not one single bullet that's fallen out into that bag. Right. So before you load your carry-on bag, take, certain, take an extra minute, go through every single pocket, walk away from it, come back and do it again. Don't, these excuses of people saying, well, I forgot that was in there, that's, that's being untruthful. You know, If you forget that you have a gun in your carry-on, that's irresponsible gun ownership, and mm-hmm. you should not own a gun Right. if you don't know where it is all the time. Sure. What about... Um you know, ahead of time too, is making sure where you're going. Um, you got Yeah, good point. It, you got to make sure you. you yep, you got to make sure you have reciprocity to where you're going. Um, and reciprocity. Virginia is good for about 27 states right now. The Virginia concealed permit, so mm-hmm. you can't fly to. You got to be careful flying to California. You got to be careful flying to New Jersey, New York City, uh, because they don't have reciprocity. So you want to make sure that where your destination and where you're where you're going to be traveling is that your Virginia concealed permit covers you in that state, or at least that you're allowed to have possession of a firearm in that state. Okay. Um, there, there was a person that years ago, I have an attorney friend, and there was a person that, uh, they due to bad weather, they were going to, to Pennsylvania who had reciprocity with Virginia, and they got diverted because of bad weather to New Jersey where they had to stay a night. They got off the plane, took possession of their baggage, ended up getting arrested. Airport police saw them with a firearm, in possession of a firearm in New Jersey. They got arrested. Wow. Uh, th- that's a raw deal. So in a case yeah. like that, if it was me, I would tell the airlines, you landed me somewhere where I can't have a firearm. I want you to keep possession of that firearm because oh. I can't have it. Right. Or I would, contact, okay. I would contact airport police and say, here's my problem. I was going to Pennsylvania. I have a firearm. What do you guys suggest I do with this? Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to take possession of it because I can't have it in Jersey. Right. So you gotta, be, you gotta be careful of that and think it through. If you do land at a destination that, that isn't gun friendly, uh, don't just go take possession of that bag. Okay. Two two more quick questions as far as uh, give us a recommendation on one or two of the insurances you should have in the, in the God forbid in the event you would have to discharge your your weapon. Yeah, I've got uh, firearms legal protection. Um, I, I partnered with them. I I can provide that at my office if someone wants okay. to stop by. But basically, what that is is it's legal defense for self defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, USCCA is great if you have that. Keep them a little bit more expensive. Got some great training videos. 
Um, U.S. Law Shield is another good one. I chose Firearms Legal Protection, FLP, because they offer the same thing at a much cheaper price, a much okay. lower price, okay. and we're all trying to hang on to our money. But sure. basically what that is, in a, in a nutshell, they give you a card when you remember you got access to an app that tells you everything that I just talked about. It breaks it down from state to state to state on what you can and can't do with a firearm in their, in their particular state. Uh, you get a card with you. If you're ever involved in anything self-defense, if you're working on your truck and somebody comes and attacks you and the only defensive weapon you have is, is a tire iron or a wrench and you hit them with that, that's self-defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to defend you. Um, <clears throat> I use it, you know, I have it for firearm because if, if heaven forbid you shoot somebody, it's going to be very expensive. You're going to get sued. Yeah. Even if the police say you were justified, you stopped an active shooter, that active shooter's family is going to sue you. They're going to try to get some money. Right. They're going to find an attorney that's going to sue you. So uh, this card allows you to have legal representation on the way to the scene or at the police department. You zip it. You know, you tell the police, hey, I'll cooperate fully with your investigation as soon as my attorney gets here. Yeah, yeah. And cooperate with, we'll cooperate with the police. But anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Absolutely. Uh, and, and in a shooting situation, you've got to be very careful what you say. You may think you're saying the right thing, but somebody else takes it as something else. Sure. Uh, final question. Any, anything changed? Uh, I know a lot of our laws change in July. Anything changed that we should be aware of um, as far as you know, weapons go January 1st in, in the state or not, in our surrounding states? Not with, yeah, not with firearms. With, with Governor Northam, I cringe when I say that name. Yeah, with Governor do. Northam, we, we had to be careful because he was sneaky. And he put a lot of things in with guns uh, that happened in you know, July 1st. I don't fear that with Youngkin. I haven't heard anything you know, that's coming down. But there is a proposal by a Democrat um, in Northern Virginia that they want to restrict the possession or concealed carry of a firearm in any establishment that sells alcohol. Okay. So even if you're on the other end of the restaurant and you're not even drinking, nobody in your party is drinking, you can't carry concealed. That's trying to fix a problem that does not exist. Right. Uh, that's yeah. attacking responsible gun owners. And when, we, and when that happens, that's going to be the green light for people now to go do armed robberies at establishments because they know nobody's going to be able to resist. If everybody's following the law, there are no guns in this establishment. Yeah. So it, that, that's attacking the good guy. And hopefully that bill won't pass. That's, that's not going to be good. That's just, just that's attacking responsible, reasonable, safe, legal gun owners. And we, can't, we shouldn't be doing that. Sure. As always, Marco, thank you for, uh, for giving us the information that we need. Uh, tell, tell the folks out there how they can get a hold of you if they want to you know, come see you or sit in on one of your teachings. Yeah, uh, it's T4 Tactics is the website, the letter T, the number 4 tactics.com. I got a situation awareness class uh, coming up Tuesday, the 9th, from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. That's a complete eye-opener. It's a situation awareness street survival class, uh, and that is a complete eye-opener. That's the why do I do this and why do I not do this in right. life to stay safe. It's, it's geared to get you to recognize trouble and stay away from it. Best way to win a fight is not being won in the first place. Right. So that's that's a uh, that's a class. Your location? Did you relocate? I think since I, I did. I'm, okay. I'm not on Timberlake anymore. I'm back where I started. Uh, Millery, 147 Millers Road at the business center uh, in Lynchburg. It it uh, I, I travel so much for active shooter response training that uh, I'm, I was finding myself paying a lot of rent for a place that I'm never at. Sure. Uh, so the business development center. I've got a smaller office, but the training room that I have uh, can go from what I had on Timberlake. I could get about 16 people in there. Now I've got a class 
Saturday, if the weather doesn't mess up, with 30 people. Wow. So I can get about 50 people in the training room now, which will allow me to do much larger classes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, growing pains. Yeah, but it's, uh, that's it's, great. It's good growing pains. Oh, yeah, right. it's a blessing. We're happy for you. Marco Gabbereth, T4 Tactics. It is 649. Marco, going out with your favorite song, brother. We'll talk to you later, all right? All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Mark. Oh, you're going to take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you're going to let it all hang out. The Morning Jam. You make the rockin' world go round. If you like Kinga Colada. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam with Janet and Mark. Yes, I like being a Well, we could get some rain along with some sleet and snow and ugly, ugly stuff coming up. We're going to talk to Matt Ferguson tomorrow. I'm going to try to hook up with Lynn Stevens, too, to find out what's going on with VDOT uh, for this storm that's coming on. But this guy may know something. He knows all news in the uh, Central Virginia area and beyond. That's our own Bill Trefiro from the Roanoke Desk. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. How are you guys? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, you know, we are keeping a close look at that weather. Uh, I am no meteorologist, so I will not venture much of a guess. But um, there is there's potential that it could be significant. I mean, a little less so in the valley, uh, a little more so in the highlands. But, wow, it, it, it has some significant impact on travel, especially along the East Coast, because north and east of us, I mean, that's where it gets really interesting for uh, folks like uh, up in the New England area and even parts of the northern mid-Atlantic. Let's let's talk about the, the the New England area because you you have a gig up there as well that you do. A lot of people think that that you're just here locally, but you're kind of all up and down the coast here. So I, I live in this region and I love um, Southwest Virginia and Central Virginia. Um, it, it's my stomping grounds, but uh, I I do have uh, some national anchoring duties, and then I have. Uh, some duties I've been filling in on uh, some stations in New England, uh, WGY uh, in Albany uh, specifically, but on WHJJ in Providence as well, and some other stations, uh, all uh, dotting all up and down the, the New England corridor, because I was born in that area, and uh, it is um, it is my second home. You know, home is southwest Virginia, but my second home is New England, and I will probably die, you know, I hate to admit this, a uh, Patriots fan and a Red Sox fan. <laughs> Well, I don't. Okay, let's talk about the Patriots just for a moment. I, I don't even know oh, how they're no. doing this year. I, I think it's and nobody does. Okay, because they're uh, not. They're not doing. <laughs> that, that's that's just the only way to put it. They're just not doing. Uh, Mac Jones, their quarterback, has uh, is no longer really their quarterback. Uh, he is now on the the second slot, mm-hmm. and uh, Bailey Zappi, who has stepped in as their lead quarterback, if you will. Uh, has left a lot to be desired. And then there's the rest of the team, which ditto, yeah. leaves a lot to be desired. And it's so strange because, you know, we've, we've been spoiled for, oh, absolutely. gosh, 20 years. Yeah. You know, just, it's hard to, I mean, I, I remember when I was a child, old Foxborough Stadium, the Patriots were this bad. 
mm-hmm. annually. Right. And um, and I had almost forgotten that feeling, but here it is. Yeah. Uh, you... It's uh, it's not a good situation for uh, New England, and now they're playing for for the bottom so that they get yeah. better picks. Yeah. Sure. Do you go back as far? Because Bill, I've never asked you your age. You you sound so young, though. Um, <laughs> well, thanks, thank you. For that. Nick Bonacani, linebacker for the Miami Dolphins in the seventies, if I am not mistaken, started out with the New England Patriots. Nick Bonacani, his son, um, followed in his father's footsteps, and and uh, Nick has passed since, but he. Uh, he had a serious injury and became paralyzed. And so Nick Bonacotti's next fight was for his son um, and for awareness to these spinal injuries. And I think he started a foundation, his memory. I left Florida in 1980, so a lot of this stuff, I just got bits and pieces. But I was a huge Dolphin fan because I'm 65. The Dolphins and football was my first love, by the way. I've said this on the air. But uh, I believe Nick Bonacotti, uh was traded to Miami, if, if if I'm not mistaken, I know we're getting in the weeds here, but uh, I think so. Sorry, I, I, I mean you're in my weeds. So <laughs> uh, Nick Bonacani was born out out in Springfield, Mass, okay. and uh, yeah, he played for the what was then the Boston Patriots. Oh, the Boston Patriots, right? Okay. Um, and then he was traded down to to the Dolphins. I mean, the the best thing that the Patriots ever did was try to regionalize because you know Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? True. So and. Uh, yeah, they they send they send him down your way. Yeah, and and, and what and, a great Hall of Famer! Oh my gosh, we loved him, and not the biggest guy. You know, he was competing the same times Budkus was, and but uh, Nick Monacani, part of that no name defense. Now let's switch to the news because we only have a couple yeah. more minutes here. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, give us a. Uh, 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 kind of a landscape as you see. I, I said already, it's going to be the craziest political year I think we've ever seen nationally. Um, we just had our own, you know, set of elections happen in the state, uh, and of course, I think, you know, in, in one night, it seemed like Governor Yunkin's presidential aspirations went away. But I, I really don't care about that. I want him to stay in the state, quite frankly. Right. Well, I mean, really, looking towards twenty twenty four. Uh, my advice is to hold on, mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to be a bumpy ride from the grassroots up. I mean, look at the Lynchburg City Council. Uh, you've yeah. got uh, the Roanoke City Council is just about to go through some upheaval with uh, Mayor Sherman Lee, you know, ducking out, and a lot of question marks around who will be the mayor of Roanoke this time next year. Um, you know, some folks throwing the name in the hat uh, with Joe Cobb leading that pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's it's going to be. It's going to be a, a, a bumpy road, and, and I think a fun one, as long as it as we don't delve into a lot of vitriol. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, state statewide, you know, like you said, Yunkin's kind of a, looking to cross the finish line mm-hmm. a bit, and wants to finish strong. Um, so you can expect some some real policy uh, and wonky stuff out of the state house, as far as from the administration, and then. You know, half the state house itself is up for grabs um, with this upcoming election, so it, it, it's going to be bumpy. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be very interesting for those who are politically minded. Yeah, Bill Trefiro from our Roanoke Disc. Thanks for giving us some of your time this morning, brother. I hope you have a great, great New Year. You too. Great talking to you. It is six fifty nine, almost seven o'clock. CBS News is next coming up here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.